Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Okay, today we're going to be going through some questions that you had asked me on my Instagram. And I want to do this because I want to give you some good long form answers because I'm not really able to do that on Instagram with just typing everything out. So we're going to be really diving deep into the questions that you guys had asked. And of course, just make sure that you're following me so that next time I do this, you can ask a question as well. Okay, let's just jump right into it. The first question that I had gotten asked was, why am I getting heartburn all of a sudden? And this was by Alyssa. So Alyssa, if you're listening, thanks for this question. And also, I hope you're feeling better. Okay, there is a couple of questions that I have for you when it comes to just random heartburn. The first thing is, is you have to just be honest with yourself and really look at, okay, am I having other symptoms? A lot of the times, people don't even realize that they're having symptoms in the first place, digestive symptoms. So for example, that could be acne. That could be gas. You know, gas is not normal to have it every single day, especially if it doesn't smell great bloating or even just like some burping as well. could also be itchy scalp or UTIs or yeast infections. All of these things are additional signs that your gut is off. Okay, first ask yourself, hey, is this just heartburn all of a sudden or am I having other symptoms? Now, the reason why I asked this is mostly because you could have contracted something called H. pylori. H. pylori is something that is super common something like 50% of the population has H. pylori. And it can be transmitted from person to person through just like saliva. So for example, if your boyfriend has it, I mean, obviously you're kissing him and stuff that could be transmitted. Could also be something like um, maybe you're just sharing a drink with a friend, you know, and they have H. pylori. So you could have definitely contracted it. Could also be in water. Just make sure that that's not the case. And if it is H. pylori, then you would also have symptoms accompanying it. And one of those things could be more bloating or even some skin rashes or looser stools. But let's say that, hey, you don't really have any other symptoms. You never had gut issues before in your life. And all of a sudden, this is coming on. I would ask, okay, maybe you are eating fried food more often or maybe you're eating spicy food and that is causing irritation to your gut lining. So that could definitely be something. Another thing could be maybe you're more stressed, which we'll get into this actually in our next question. But if you're more stressed, then your gut is going to be more inflamed. And that could definitely cause some reflux symptoms or heartburn. And it could be that you're not properly digesting your food. Maybe you don't have enough acid or maybe you have too much acid. Usually with acute stress, we generate a lot of acid that can cause the heartburn. But also it can be that you don't have enough acid. So you're having a hard time digesting and that can also cause some heartburn. Take a look at your food, ask yourself if you're stressed, and really you want to make sure that you're addressing this because if this is like a fluke thing and you're just getting a little bit of heartburn maybe once or twice a week, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you're getting this every single day, you really want to to look into this because it's a sign that you're not really digesting your food and something is off. And if you continue to leave your gut in a bad place or you're having symptoms and you're not doing anything about it, well, that's where you're going to be like me four years ago when I just let things go for so long, constipation, bloating, etc. and thought I was fine that eventually my body was just screaming for help and that's when I developed so many of my symptoms. You want to make sure that you're nipping this in the bud, figuring out what's going on. Um, and if you have more questions, 
please message me on Instagram. But I hope that this was helpful. And also, when it comes to heartburn, something you can try to to help it is just you drink some aloe vera. That can be really helpful. Uh, if it is a matter of low stomach acid, you can do apple cider vinegar. Also really helpful. And like I said, just reduce the acidic foods. Okay, the next question is by Cameron. So how does mental health affect the gut? Now, we see often in my practice where people with trauma or just a lot of anxiety, they have digestive issues. Actually, I see this all the time. I don't think I have a single client that is not stressed that has digestive issues. The reason for this, one of the reasons is that our vagus nerve and our gut are connected. Our vagus nerve, if we have a weak vagus nerve or what we call weak vagal tone, so think of your muscle. If you have weak muscle tone, then you're going to have weak muscles. But if we have poor vagal tone, which would happen through trauma, then we're going to have a dysregulated nervous system. So we're going to have higher anxiety, higher stress. And that vagus nerve runs all the way down to our colon. And when our vagus nerve, again, poor vagal tone, we're going to have digestive issues. Also, our gut microbiome influences serotonin and GABA production. And serotonin and GABA are related to depression and anxiety. When we have low serotonin, we're going to have depression. We have low GABA, we're going to have sleep disorders and more anxiety. That's where also we need a healthy gut microbiome. We need those good gut microbes to produce those neurotransmitter serotonin and also GABA. And then another thing to think about too is that we have the two modes of our nervous system. We have the fight or flight and then we have the rest and digest. So we have the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, and then we have the parasympathetic, the rest and digest. When we are always in that fight or flight, for example, we don't know how to process our emotions. So let's say something happens in our morning. Maybe we get a call from our boss and it's something that we didn't want to hear and we're not able to fully go of that emotion. We hold on to it the rest of the day. That's going to be in that fight or flight state. Or maybe you are in a toxic relationship. I mean, that's just a recipe for always being in that fight or flight state. When these things happen, blood moves away from the gut to our limbs. And when the blood moves away from our gut to our limbs, assuming that we need to run away from whatever's causing the stress, that's going to cause chronic constipation. Sometimes people will come to us and they have constipation, but they don't have any other symptoms. That's usually because they're in that fight or flight state. It's not really an issue of bacteria or maybe their diet. It's, hey, we really need to make sure that you are getting out of that fight or flight. But also what happens too is when we have chronic constipation and our stool is sitting there and we're not detoxing because our stool is one way that our body detoxes, bacteria is going to overgrow because that stool is sitting there fermenting. And now what happens is normally we call SIBO or small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. It usually starts off as methane dominant SIBO. So that's with the constipation. And then that can translate into diarrhea over time. I don't know if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I could totally relate where maybe you had constipation and then things just got worse from there. But that's what happens. Bacteria is going to overgrow because you're not eliminating properly. And another thing that can happen too, maybe you're thinking, oh, I have stress, but it results in diarrhea. That can actually come from just acute forms of stress. And that can also come with what they find as dissociation. Um, and that actually can help to speed up the digestive tract. That is another way that stress definitely impacts your digestion. And then when you're speeding up the digestion, you're speeding up the rate that stool is passing through you, you're not actually absorbing those nutrients. So you can see that there's issues to both of these things. Um, and that's where regardless of how stress affects you, it's really important to make sure that you're reducing stress 
to really heal your gut. And one way you can do this, I mean, I talk about it all the time, the meditation and the mindfulness, but also just strengthening that vagal tone. Cold showers are one way to do this. Also humming or singing can also do this or gurgling water, which I think is really funny. But there are a couple exercises. You can even look it up on YouTube. How do I strengthen my vagal tone? Okay, so hopefully that answers your question, Cameron. Okay, next question is by Melissa. So she asked, can fibroids and cysts go away on their own? And she also followed up with saying that she has two-week painful periods. Let's first start with the the cysts. So for those of you that don't know, cysts are solid, fluid-filled pockets that can be found uh, next to or in the ovaries. And there's a couple different kinds of cysts. For example, you could have follicular or simple cysts, which are just those, like I said, the solid fluid-filled pockets, or you can have something that's like cancerous um, or something where the cysts get infected or they keep growing. Now, let's just assume that these are normal cysts. So yes, that's just part of a healthy menstrual cycle. Those cysts will go away on their own. Now, if it is a different type of cyst, that's something that I would say, you know, go to your doctor and talk to them about it especially if you're having really, really painful periods or having a lot of other symptoms, which actually it sounds like you are having painful periods. But the other thing I would say to that is about the fibroids because the fibroids can definitely cause some pain. And again, for those of you who don't know what fibroids are, uterine fibroids are non-cancerous tumors. Now, there's not a whole lot of great research on this, but um, some people say that there's a connection between high estrogen and low progesterone for this and how low progesterone can actually make the growth even worse and getting higher progesterone can help to get rid of the fibroids or actually shrink them. And when it comes to this, I would think that the fibroids are definitely causing some pain. And also, um, when we think about it, it would make sense that estrogen is driving the fibroid growth because estrogen causes the lining of your uterus to grow and thicken to prepare for pregnancy. Now, if you do have high estrogen, that would make sense that your not only having like painful periods and the the fibroids, but you're also having two week long periods because it's taking longer for that shedding to happen, that lining to shed. What I would say for this is I would try and find out, okay, why am I having high estrogen and why am I possibly having low progesterone? What we see for this is that progesterone competes with cortisol and cortisol is our stress hormone. So I would think, okay, why is your stress elevated? Is it because of emotional stress, psychological stress going on? Is it a lot of toxins that you're exposed to? Or could it just be that your body's just under stress because maybe you have some digestive issues going on, some inflammation? For example, another thing with this would be your estrogen could be high because of your gut. Because again, we go back to the point I had made earlier where your stool is one way your body detoxes. And excess estrogen is basically a toxin. It's toxic to our body, too much estrogen. And so we're not detoxing that estrogen when our gut is off. Now, what I would say to you is going back to the question of Kim fibroids and cysts go away on their own. So one, make sure that the cysts are normal cysts. And two, ask yourself, why is my estrogen high and why is my progesterone low? And then go from there and really evaluate what is what is my gut health like? Am I always anxious? or my detox pathways open. And if you need more advice on this, definitely let me know because I can help you and my DMs are always open. Next question is by Kaya, who's actually someone that I mentor for business. She had asked why I decided to go the holistic coaching route versus the traditional coaching route. For those of you that don't know, I used to be a macro coach. So I would just help people in the gym and then I'd also help them adjust their macros. That's kind of how I started and that's how I started my journey. The reason why I wanted to do this in the first place was because I wanted to help people 
in the same ways that I was kind of helping myself because I was in a really dark place when I found the gym and the gym was the one thing that kept me going, that kept me really excited to continue to go on with my life, basically. And what happened was, is when I started evolving and finding different ways to actually better my life, I wanted to mirror that with my coaching because it didn't feel right to me to be telling people to go to the gym and track macros when I found that that actually wasn't something that was making me happy and wasn't really adding value to my life. Again, as I evolved, my coaching has evolved with it. What I started with, like I said, was the macro coaching. And then I found from there, okay, the macro coaching isn't doing enough for me. I'm still not feeling fulfillment with my life. I kind of got burnt out with that. And I started also having health issues. So that's when I had went to my doctor and they weren't able to help me. I went to a registered dietitian. They weren't able to help me. And I was stuck with feeling, okay, my chronic bloating, my diarrhea, constipation, hair loss, hives, all these skin issues and my horrible anxiety and daily panic attacks. Okay, how can I heal myself? It was either I figure out how to heal myself or I just don't. (laughs) I just live in a hole and just am miserable for the rest of my life. So that's where I found that Lifting and and tracking macros was no longer serving me. There had to be something else. And that's where I went down the route of like more holistic healing. And that's when I got certified through the NTA as a nutritional therapy practitioner. That's when I started meditating. And that's when I started seeing real change in my body and my physique and overall my entire life. You know, a lot of people come to us for coaching and they want to just change their body and they think that, okay, when I change my body, I'm going to be happy. But it's really the opposite. And that's what I found with my own journey and through coaching people is that you have to first heal your mind in order for your body to follow. That's kind of why I decided to go the holistic route, because even just going back to what I was saying before with the gut and the brain are so connectly like tied connectly, you can't have one without the other. You can't heal your gut without healing your brain. You can't heal your brain without healing your gut. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I find that for myself, combining everything together with the nutrition, the movement and the mindset meditation and everything has been the most helpful. And that's why I currently am on that route with clients. And it's really cool because as I evolve, I plan to also have my coaching evolve. And it's just so exciting to think about where I'm going to be, you know, 10 years from now when I have over 15 years of coaching under my belt. I'll have all of that wisdom that I'm able to share with clients, which is really cool. That's why I decided to change the route that I was going. But I hope that gives you a little answer, Kaya. Okay. So those are the questions that I had for today. I would like to do another one of these Q&As. So again, make sure that you're following me on my Instagram. It's Sedona underscore T. And I'll definitely be doing a new question box in the future so that I can answer your questions. Okay, that is it for today, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.